2: No woman this hour, unless you have some women calling in to the show. This is Mark Romaldi, Leslie's executive producer. As you heard her allude to last hour, I will be... Uh, guest hosting this hour, along with our good friend Brad Bannon. Uh, Brad runs Bannon Communications Research, which is a polling, message development, and media firm which helps labor unions, progressive issue groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. You can follow him on Twitter simply at Brad Bannon. That's Bannon with two N's. Brad, it's good to have you back. Good to be back. So, uh, as we slightly alluded to last hour, but I'm going to just slightly reintroduce it for those of you who may just be joining us, and some of you, most of you probably heard knowing this audience very politically involved and knowledgeable, but some of you didn't hear, so we're going to play the comments. We actually found the audio of what Donald Trump uh, today said about if he was president would Muslims need to register for and carry around special ID cards just based on their religion? We should have a lot of systems, and today you can
3: do it. But right now we have to have a border, we have to have strength, we have to have a wall, and we cannot let what's happening to this country happen in the something
1: long-term. your White House would like to implement. Oh,
3: I would certainly implement that. Absolutely.
0: What
2: do you think the effect of that would be? How would that work?
0: It would stop people from coming in illegally. We have to stop people from
3: coming in to our country illegally. But
4: specifically, how do you actually get them registered into a
3: database? It would be just good management. What you have to do is good management procedures. And we can do that.
1: That's nice. I mean, do, you afford, do you go to mosques and sign these people up? Into the system different or?
3: places. You sign them up at different. But it's all about management. Our country has no management.
5: Whose is that? Would they have to legally be in this database? Would it be their they have to side? be. Le-
3: they have to be let me just tell you the, the key is people can come to the country, but they have to come in legally. Thank you very much.
5: Mr. Trump, why would Muslim databases not be the same thing as requiring Jews to register in Nazi Germany? What would be the difference? Is there a difference between the two? Is there a difference Who are you with? I'm with NBC News. Is there a difference between requiring Muslims to register in Jews? You tell in Nazi me. Germany you tell me. What do, you do you believe? Why don't you tell
2: me? I'm
1: do you believe there sure, is? Sir? You tell me.
5: Should Muslims be? I mean, fearful? So Will there be consequences if they don't register? Oh gosh, here's the oh,
2: And as you heard, Donald Trump did not answer that last question. But I think this pretty much means his candidacy—you know, his candidacy—is over. Uh, you know, no one in American politics today in America in 2015 can say something that outlandish, which, as many of you know, based on listening to history, is exactly what the Nazis did to the Jews in pre-World War II Germany. So I think his candidacy is over. Today is the day Donald Trump will bow out of the race. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, he's running for the Republican primary. Oh, okay. No, So this might actually give him a boost in the polls, Because this type of rhetoric previously, not probably on this level, but pretty bad when Donald Trump said, referred to Mexican immigrants as murderers and rapists, shot him from somewhere about three or four in the polls to number one in the polls for the Republican Party in the United States of America in 2015. I have to measure my words because this is an FCC-regulated talk show. And I want to lose my bleeping mind listening to this disgusting, old, white, racist, crusty, bigoted piece of human garbage sitting up there and telling me that the First Amendment of the United States is is good enough for him to use as toilet paper. Let me read to you the text of the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. It prohibits the making of any law respecting an establishment of religion, impeding the free exercise of religion, abridging the freedom of speech, infringing on the freedom of press, interfering with the right to peaceably assemble or prohibiting the petitioning for a government redress of grievances. Notice the first line. It prohibits the making of any law respecting an establishment of religion, comma, impeding the free exercise of religion. Yet you are going to make some Americans simply based on their religious faith register in a database, and carry around a special ID? Are you freaking kidding me? Wouldn't this fly right in the face of our First Amendment, number one? And number two, how is this any different than what Nazi Germany and Adolf Hitler did to the Jews before World War II? I want to know. Call up. Tell us. Eight 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 six leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 7543 If you're just tuning in, this is Mark Romaldi, Leslie's producer, filling in for Leslie with Brad Bannon. I would love to hear your answer because I guarantee you somebody's going to try to defend this lunatic. There's enough people who support him and supported him after the comments he made about Mexican immigrants. Now he wants to register people in databases based on their religion. If he, if he becomes president, God forbid. I want to read one other thing before I bring Brad back on, and Leslie alluded to this last hour. This is from Pastor Martin Niemöller, who uh, was an intellect in Germany during the Holocaust. This is a poem that he wrote, and it's very famous, and many of you will know the text of this poem, but I think it's very appropriate to read today after Donald Trump's comments. First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out, because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. That's it, folks. That's what this comes down to. Are you going to stand by and let this man, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or Independent or apolitical, Are you going to let him get away with these comments? I know I'm not the only one outraged before I read some of the responses. I I want to let Brad come back on and and give his response uh, to these comments. Mark. Go ahead, Brad.
0: Uh, Well, first of all, um, I agree with you. Absolutely. Uh, You know, you're just talking about uh the Nazis there. Uh there's a great book which was written I think around nineteen sixty or so. It was a bestseller at the time by a CBS news correspondent named uh William Schreier. Uh it's called the uh uh the rise uh, and fall of the Third Reich and the book goes into detail about what happened in Germany before uh World War 1 started World War 2 started and if you look at the book the dedication on the title page uh is a quote from the uh, philosopher George Santayana uh and the quote is those who forget history are condemned to relive it and you know i think that's the crime donald trump committed uh you know this is so Obviously, to any rational person, uh, exactly the, the the path the Nazis chose in the 1930s. Um, and, you know, for you historical buffs, you know it didn't really turn out uh, well for the Nazis or the, you know, 60-some million people who died in World War II. Uh, and, you know, the parallels are just so un-eerie. Uh It's crazy. Uh, second... Uh, what strikes me about all this is that this is a really bad time. Paranoia rules the land, uh, but uh, I think essentially what's going to happen here is that we're just marching one step closer uh, to electing Hillary Clinton as president. Uh, because the reality is, uh, Donald Trump, what Donald Trump is saying, and you know the others too. Uh, Play really well uh, to Republican primary voters, uh, but scare the living but Jesus uh, out of the moderate voters who actually decide will decide the presidential election next fall. So, you know, Trump is having his fun now, uh, but he won't be laughing next November uh, or uh, next November when Hillary Clinton is elected president of the United States.
2: Brent, said, you, you, stuff, uh, you brought up Hillary. I just want to interject really quick. You brought up Hillary Clinton. She uh, This happened late last night, uh, and Hillary Clinton herself, because she – tweets out and puts the letter h at the end it means it's a tweet by her and not her staff she wrote this is shocking this is in response to trump's statement this is shocking rhetoric it should be now be denounced by all seeking to lead this country you also had trump's one of his rivals jeb bush called the comments just wrong at first and then he expanded and i give him credit uh, I, I should be, shouldn't be should have to give credit for someone denouncing this, but I, I guess in the Republican primary I have to give Jeb Bush credit for this. He said, you talk about internment, you talk about closing mosques, and you talk about registering people. That's just wrong. I don't care about campaigns, he said on CNBC. It's not a question of toughness. It's to manipulate people's angst and their fears. That's not strength, that's weakness, end quote. And I applaud him because that's dead on.
0: And, you know, again, uh, you know, this... You know, I mean, Trump's riding high now, but what he's doing is he's walking right into a trap. Uh And the trap is that for, you know, every, you know, Republican primary voter, he energizes with this kind of racist talk. He can, he is uh, alienating uh, the moderate voters uh, who will decide whether he's the next president of the United States or not. Um, So, you know, my advice to Mr. Trump is enjoy it now uh, because it isn't going to last very long. Uh, And I've said this on the show before that it's the Republican Party that's going to get Hillary Clinton elected president president, and I think this is a perfect example of that. The other thing I was thinking, I I don't want uh, to, uh, you know, we've been talking about Donald Trump and, you know, deservedly so, uh, but let's not let some of the other uh, Looney Tunes on the Republican side off the hook, too. Um, John Casas, who, you know, is considered a moderate conservative, uh, a couple of days ago proposed that uh, there be a uh, Department of Judeo-Christian Affairs in the federal uh, in the federal government.
2: Yeah, what, uh, hey. what, is, what the What And then you got Ben Carson, uh, who's currently second in recent national polling. Uh, in Alabama, he was trying to distinguish ter- terrorists among Syrian refugees coming into the U.S. Would be like quote, having a rabid dog running around your neighborhood. Doesn't mean that you hate all dogs by any stretch of the imagination, Carson said, but you're putting your intellect into motion and you're thinking about how do I protect my children, end quote. So we're comparing Syrian refugees to dogs, and we're talking about giving people IDs, making them register— Based on their religion, Brad. We're going to get back to you. I just want to give everyone a chance to respond. I do see that we have a full board of calls, but uh, keep trying to get in. If you can't, the number is eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. I want to gauge your uh, your reaction to Donald Trump's comments, and I want to know how is this any different than what the Nazis did to the Jews before they started rounding them up. We're taking your calls right after this. This is Mark Ramaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall.
0: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show, 888 6 leslie
2: Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. Uh, this is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall, joined by our good friend Brad Bannon. Brad, are you cool to take some calls?
0: Uh, I'm always call- cool to listen to the listeners, yep.
2: yes. All right, we're going to go first to uh, Zach in Buffalo, who is actually a good friend. And Brad, you know Zach uh, from previously uh, working on politics together uh, here in Buffalo. So, Zach, how you doing, and uh, what's your thought on D- Donald Trump's comments?
4: I am doing excellent, gentlemen. How are we doing? I'm fine, Zach. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, And I guess, Mark, first I wanted to say, who was it that, uh, who uh, authored that quote that you first read? Because I've heard that before and I love it and I just always forget who said it.
2: That is uh, Father Martin Niemöller, I believe.
4: Okay, yes. Um, But I think that is just an extremely uh, appropriate quote for this scenario. And I think... I think if I had to sum up this whole situation with Mr. Trump is that I am both slightly happy that he just says stupid thing after stupid thing after stupid thing because you think that, okay, all this is doing is finally driving more nails into the coffin. That is his political career. But I also get really scared because, like, there are crazies out there that eat this stuff up, that legitimately think this is the way forward. This is how we should treat fellow human beings. And obviously we can all see the, um, you know, the parallels to the, the yellow Jude star on, um, on Jews under Hitler. But what really, really, really troubles me, and I, I remember I went on a, a little rant with some of my friends about this, that what is this in 2015? Like, we're supposed to be in the future, right? Who yes. would have thought? We would have been having legitimate discussions in 2015 that someone who is trying to contend for the president wants to round up 11 million immigrants, who wants to register Muslims. Like, this is the kind of stuff that you learned in history class in high school, where they go, no, we've evolved. That'll never happen again. You know, we've learned from the errors of our ways. No. No there is a man who legitimately thinks that our president wasn't born here, that is going after people just because they are different. And I sit there and I go, is this just part of his stick? You know, is this just Donald Trump, the self-inflated loudmouth who just says anything that comes to his mind? And, you know, he's so used to the limelight and so into himself, okay, he says this, and maybe he doesn't actually really deep down mean it. But then you get here and it's like, What is going on? At what point do we say this is just wrong? It doesn't matter who it is, Muslim, Hispanic, you know, Mexican, Syrian. But these are human beings fleeing and fearing for their lives, and you want to treat them like, I don't know,
2: like a cattle car? yeah like cattle like ca-
4: yeah a car is a little too nice actually
2: it, it is i i think you know you you hit on a, lo- a lot of good points i'm just gonna put you on hold uh, here zach because we're going to break uh in the last minute before break brad i want you to talk about i think a lot of people have asked you know politically just give us a quick take does trump actually believe this or do you think it's part of his shtick and i i think i first what do you think about that
0: Well, first of all, I think the answer to your question is that Donald Trump is a demagogue who will say anything – it doesn't matter what it is, uh, if he feels it's to his political advantage, and right now he it is to his political advantage to say these things to win the Republican nomination. But like I said before, every time he says something like this, he's digging his own grave, uh, and he'll be interred uh, sometime next fall, uh, and Hillary Clinton will become president because of it.
2: All right, Brad and Zach, thank you. We're going to get back to Zach, let him finish up real quick, and get to everyone else's calls. We we have a line open, 888 6 leslie 888 653 Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon. Like an Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi, Leslie's executive producer. I'm joined by Brad Bannon, a good friend of the show, who uh, you can find more about uh, on Twitter at Brad Bannon, or go on his website, which is bannoncr.com. That's B-A-N-N. O-N-C-R.com. Uh, before we go back to Zach, I just wanted to read a couple quotes from uh, some reactions to Trump's comments regarding uh, making Muslim Americans register in a database and carrying around special IDs. Ibrahim uh, Hooper, who is the national spokesman for the Council on American-Islamic Relations, sounded this is from NBC News, sounded incredulous when he was asked about Trump's comments telling NBC News, quote, we're kind of at a loss for words. What else can you compare this to except pre-war Nazi Germany, Hooper asked. There's no other comparison, and Trump seems to think that that's perfectly okay. Uh, Rabbi Jack Moline, executive director of the nonprofit Interfaith Alliance, drew the same comparison last night. He said, my father was in World War II, and he, for, he fought to preserve America against what the Nazis were doing, Moline told NBC News. This is exactly why there is an America, to not be like that, end quote. We now go back to Zach in Buffalo, New York. Zach, we're going to let you go ahead and finish up your comments, and then we're going to go back to some other calls with Brad here. So, Zach, fire away.
4: Sure. Uh, thanks for having me back on. Um, Absolutely. I guess, I guess really just real two quick points that uh, sum up... Um, my thoughts on this. The first being, I think we should kind of call a spade a spade, um, that if these were white, Christian, English-speaking refugees, I feel like this conversation would be significantly different. And I am not saying that I think every person who is, you know, worried about safety and people from the unstable Middle East coming over. I don't want to say everyone is a racist, because I think that's a blanket term. But I think, and I I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's worth saying that the fact of the matter is these are people who are coming from an Islamic region who don't speak English and aren't white. So for whatever reason, you know, more conservative-minded Americans are fearful of that.
2: Well, and I think Trump's uh, comments only ratchet that up to another level because of the fear that he continues to propagate. I think if you had a leader, a voice in the Republican Party to stand up and say, no, this is un American, you need to stop doing this, almost like I remember a moment in the 2000 leading up to the 2008 elections where John McCain was at a town hall and this woman stood up and asked him, you know, said she was afraid of Barack Obama being elected because he was a Muslim and, you know, he wasn't born here. And John McCain just stood up and said, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Barack Obama is a good man. And if he does happen to be elected and not me, uh, he will do his best to serve this country fine. And we need an adult in the room. And right now, uh, you know, may, maybe that's Jeb Bush in, in the Republican field because he's the only one who I've really heard speak out authoritatively uh, against what Donald Trump said. So, Zach, I think you make a good point. I think you said you had two points. I don't know if you had yeah. one more.
4: Just the last one, you know, we keep talking about this um, this parallel to uh, Hitler and Nazi Germany and pre-war Germany. Um, And I know Brad's been saying it, and we've all sort of been thinking it, how this is just reaffirming that uh, if Trump gets the nomination, it should be an easier game for uh, the Democratic nominee to get to the White House. But I just sit here, and just a hair of me goes, you know what's sad, though? This is how, as crazy as it sounds, this is how these ridiculous, radical, totalitarian leaders come in. You know, these these political outsiders who are these cults of personality, whether it's, you know, it's Hitler or you want to say Lenin or anyone else, these people that garner lots of support from uh, more radical thinking uh, followers who you think, oh, they're never going to really, they're never really going to amount to anything. And then they do. And I, I don't think that will happen. But then again, I didn't think in 2015 we'd be having these kinds of discussions to begin with.
2: I think it's a very good point, Zach. Thank you uh, for calling in. There's a part of me that feels that way too. I think all of us do because you know it's it's human nature. Um, we're going to go next to Paul uh, in New Mexico. You're joining myself, Mark Rimaldi, and Brad Bannon. Paul, welcome to the show.
5: Hey Mark. Hey Brad. How you doing?
2: Good. Hi. Uh, you had some thoughts if, on this?
5: Yeah. If you bear with me, this really is connected. It may seem unconnected, but it it boils down to cowardice. You know. Um locking up borders that that vote in the house was shameful and it was basically a an act of cowardice you know
2: um, I, I i think you're right i think it's it's being ruled by fear instead of what people refer to as as one's moral compass and i think Brad you agree with that as well
0: yeah i do it it's uh it's a horrible strategy uh you know the the thing is here On one hand, I really do think that this in the end run is going to help Hillary Clinton. And, by the way, I just got an Um, email from one of your listeners uh, saying that I should disclose the fact I'm on Hillary Clinton's payroll. Uh, Well, Mr. Brazier, I'm not on Hillary Clinton's payroll, uh, and I think your attacks uh, on my integrity are insulting. Uh, Anyway. Hey, Brad.
5: Yes. If I, could, if I could interject, cause, and I'm saying this with uh, without malice or, you know, just with a clear, um, there's a primary going on, you know, and Zach had it right. You know, Zach, who just was making a comment, he said, when the Democratic nominee is elected, you know, such and such, you're going straight to Hillary, methodically ignoring that there's a primary going on, and you do it at, at the peril of Hillary. Because the reason I she's said the reason she's going to need real progressives right now, to get behind Clinton her, he's leading Bernie and
0: Sanders in Iowa, he's leading her in New it Hampshire. It doesn't matter. There's a primary going on. In the all you say polls. is Hillary Clinton. All right, all right,
2: hold on, guys. Hold on. You're talking over each other well, here, Brad. Sorry, uh, I, no, no, Paul. I'm, Paul, I'll let you go, and then I'll let Brad answer. So, so, uh, Brad. You, Go ahead and say what you were. You were explaining why you were why you were saying what you were saying, and then I want Paul to be able to respond. So, Brad, okay. go ahead. and Well, then we'll first going. of
0: all, uh, I haven't decided who I'm going to vote for yet in the Democratic primary. Um, I like all three of the candidates. Uh, right now, though. Uh, Bernie Sanders' campaign is in deep trouble. Uh, he's losing Iowa. He's losing New Hampshire. He's losing a whole bunch of southern states that come after Iowa and New Hampshire. And he lost the endorsement of the biggest progressive union in the United States the other day, the Service Employees International Union. I like Bernie Sanders. I respect him. Uh, but I think he has a real tough road to climb.
2: So you're coming well, at this as a political strategist, Brad, which I think is a point that, you know, some people maybe didn't understand, which I, you know, I know, but I'm happy you explained it. But I obviously want to give Paul a chance to respond because, sure, you know, okay. he, so, Paul, go well, ahead.
5: Well, with all due respect, I mean, a lot of the pe- people in the so-called po- progressive media um, are doing a methodical job of ignoring Bernie and talking more about Donald Trump than anything else. Let me tell you, with that comment, that uh, quote, inside um, the book that you said, those who forget history are doomed to repeat it, and this sounds snarky, but those who remember history, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, are doomed to not repeat it by squelching the debates, because right after our 9-11 thing, a black guy with the name Hussein Obama beat Hillary Clinton, and he was unknown to the american people until after all those debates and after all those debates it's like wow we want him and and you know debbie Schultz, who also voted against um the refugees the other day has just squelched democracy and i hear it in your voice too because you only mention hillary as a as a coronation like she's an nominee, she'll be the president and it, it just infuriates people that are trying to participate in a primary.
2: Well, let me... Well, let me, well Brad, first of all... Hold on, Brad. Let, uh, me, let me jump in just for one minute here, because I want we're going a little far off course. But I want to respond quickly to Paul, because I do have an opinion on this. I actually agree that it was a horrible mistake to put the debates on the nights that she put them on. You know, the one on MSNBC, I think, was on maybe a Friday night. And then the last yeah. debate was on a Saturday night, it got like 8 million viewers. I mean, even if, okay, let's say even if Wasserman Schultz is doing this to bury the debate so that people don't find out more about uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, Martin O'Malley, it's a horrible decision because you're missing an opportunity to showcase your candidates to the country. So I I completely agree with Paul. I think it was really stupid, and it's completely, I'm seeing right through it. I think Paul's dead on, and I think that, you know, even given all the debates, if she really believes... You know, if she's doing it for that reason, if she believes her candidate would win, then she should still have them out, you know, it's dead not- in the middle of the week like the Republicans do. I mean, they get so much media coverage, not just because of, you know, that it's honestly like a, a clown car, but it's because they're putting it in prime time, they're putting it in the middle yeah. of the week. When you put it on a Saturday night, obviously not as many people are going to watch. So, I, I, I'm happy you brought that up, Paul. I really am. It bothered me, too. It really upset me. And, you know, I also, honestly, not from Brad, and I will tell you, I can voucher for for Brad Paul I know him personally I've known him many years I I have seen in the media other people do this to Bernie Sanders and to a lesser extent Martin O'Malley, uh, where they minimalized the Democratic primary even when it was closer, before the polls have loosened a little and Hillary has jumped out. When the polls were closer and Bernie was leading in Iowa and New Hampshire, there were pre- plenty of people in the, the progressive media who were not talking about it as if it was a, a primary. Brad not being one of them, to be honest. And it really has pissed me off because I, I think it's ridiculous. You're supposed to report the news, you know, not give your own opinion on it. That said, I can can tell you for sure, Brad is not one of those people. Um, but before we go too far off on track, I really do want to get back to uh, these comments because I, although that subject I believe is very important, I also think this is crucial that we discuss this because we've talked about how just absolutely haunting it is that this is very um, similar to some horrific times uh, in our history. Uh, So before we uh, go any further, I'd like to get one more call in for break. So let's go to uh, our good friend Michael from the Bronx. Michael, you're on with uh, Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon. Go ahead. Hello, Mark. Hello, Brad. Hey. Well, first off, I'm calling out Donald Trump and
3: all the Republicans because his comments and the Republicans blocking um, that that built to help refugees, this is the party that calls themselves the champions of Christian morals and family values. Knows I stress the word Christian morals. And as I think you said before, Brad, they just pissed on a group of human beings. Add to that, Donald Trump wants to have them have the Muslims registered as if they're some kind of sex offenders. I mean, these are law-abiding, innocent human beings that need our help just like we may need their help one day.
2: Actually, oh. Michael, that's a really good point. I've never heard anyone say that yet. But, yeah, like, re- sex offenders have to register. You're going to make people, because it's their religious belief to believe in, you know, the religion of Islam, go through a process similar to someone who's a sex offender? I mean, that's 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 the thing. There's so many, like, outrageous parallels you can draw that I didn't even think of that yet. So I th- th- go ahead, Michael. I just wanted to applaud you on that. It's a great point. Thank
3: you. Thank you. And it's, I'll tell you something else that pisses me off is that these are the same Republicans and right-wingers that want to say, oh, not all right-wingers, not all Republicans are bad. Not when it comes to the police abuse that's going on nationwide, oh, not all police officers are bad. So what the hell are you Republicans doing trying to stereotype all Muslims being bad? And one major reason I take this personally, gentlemen, is because here I am walking in a section in the Bronx, okay, I passed by not one, not two, but three Caucasians. And as I passed them by, and I overheard this smart alec response, one of them to the other, hmm, Muslim? Like, they thought I was Muslim? I'm not wearing anything that would make me a Muslim. I'm not handling myself as if I'm a Muslim or reciting any kind of Muslim prayer. Not that I have anything against Muslims. I'm just a regular black man, a black American. What the hell would you think that I'm Muslim? So it's like it's a codified racism that's going on and the hatred that's perpetrated by the likes of Donald Trump. And these Republicans, and I'm sick and tired of them cloaking themselves, calling themselves Christians when they are not. I'm sick and tired of them cloaking themselves with the American flag, which they are desecrating the meaning of this great nation. I want to declare right here on the Leslie Marshall Show, and you heard it from the mouth of Michael S. Wilberkin from the Bronx, new right-wingers can no longer legitimately call themselves Champions of Christian morals, of family values, because you sure don't practice it. Hallelujah.
2: I think Michael deserves the hallelujah there, Brad. And I, I think one great point to bring up is um, two of the country's largest and most influential religious groups, uh, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops and the National Association of Evangelicals, uh, are urging the United States not to halt the resettlement of Syrian refugees. Uh, after the, the Paris attacks last Friday. So even, you know, the two largest org- two of the largest organizations representing the Catholic and evangelical faith are at odds with these candidates uh, who are saying, you know, that they, they speak for these religions almost. Um, before we get any further, we do have to take a quick break, but we're going to get to everyone on hold. So uh, we do have a line open if you'd like to get in before the show is over to react to these Trump uh, comments by Donald Trump or anything else that we've uh, discussed during this hour. You're more than welcome to. The number to do so is 888 Leslie. That's 888 653 7543. This is Mark Rimaldi, Leslie's executive producer, and I'm joined by our good friend Brad Bannon, who is a Democratic political strategist. You can find out more about Brad on Twitter. It's at Brad Bannon, and his website is BannonCR.com.
0: Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Truth The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888 6 Leslie.
2: back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. Uh, we are going to go right back to your calls in just a second. And we are joined by Reggie in Georgia on line three. Reggie, uh, go ahead. Why don't you react to uh, Donald Trump's idea that he said he'd be for, for making Muslim Americans register uh, and in a database, and then having to have them have special IDs.
1: Right. Well, it's not enough that we have far away much more fear mongering than we should have in the political spectrum, i.e., Donald Trump, Ben Carson, and uh, among the rest of them. But we also have it in the media spectrum, and what I mean by that is that you had people like Andrea Tenteros, who's on Fox News, saying that that if they come over here, they won't abide by the laws of the land. And she said she said Wednesday that. And early she said that it's not the oldest, uh Muslim uh, immigrants that are the problem. It's their uh, wives or women and their offspring, because once they come over here, they're going to start radicalizing with the rest of the terrorist groups over here. And that's, her, that's in her words, and it's all up there on org. And, uh, you know, she had people who one was agreeing with her and the other one was was arguing with her. You know, you had people like Megan McCain who was practically sitting up there agreeing with her on Wednesday show, on Wednesday show outnumbered, but then you had Julie Rosensky who was opposing her on uh, on outnumbered yesterday's show.
2: You know, Reggie, the thing is, I would expect it, unfortunately, from some of these far-right people uh, who go on to these, you know, shows, but to, I honestly hadn't heard them bring up the idea of IDing them, and the fact that... You know, even if they did, this is the Republican frontrunner of the president of the United States who's bringing this up. Just brings it to a whole other uh, level uh, for me. I want to mention real quick. Speaking of Bernie Sanders, we did find uh, he he also now has responded to Donald Trump's comments. Um, he tweeted out, "What an outrageous and bigoted statement." Uh, Donald Trump should be ashamed of himself. Martin O'Malley said, when you hear people like Donald Trump talking about wanting to do ID cards based on religion, what the hell is that? <laughs> asked O'Malley. I mean, how is that at all American? Uh, Next, Manny in California on line four. Manny, uh, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah,
3: I, I think this radical uh, right-wingers problem is They're losing all the votes from the Hispanic American. They're losing all the votes from the kids. So They don't know what else to turn to, except that
4: their true colors are coming out. And
3: it's a shame that supposedly probably call Christians and Americans is totally contradicting what we're about.
2: It is, because we're supposed to be a country that has freedom of religion, and then you hear these ideas which specifically would apply to one religion. Um, We have a little bit of time left, so I want to squeeze in one more call. We're going to go to Miriam in uh, New Mexico. Miriam, uh, go ahead.
5: Uh, Yes, this is uh, an idea way off in left field, but I just thought I'd put it out there. Um, I originally was from um, Southern California, and I live now in New Mexico, and I lived very near very different uh, Indian reservations. Now, they call themselves First Nations, and I do know they have some uh, autonomous uh, uh, laws uh, within their boundaries. I know this might sound really goofy, and, and tribal leaders would have to think about this, but uh, what if, um, you know, tribal leaders from, say, I don't know what, Navajo or Apache or, or any of the California tribes would say, we are a nation within a nation. We have some sovereign rights. Why don't we um, take some of the, the Syrian refugees? They have a lot of these Indian nations have plenty of land. Some of them are quite wealthy because of it.
2: Miriam, I'm really sorry we're out of time, but thank you to everyone who called. Uh, Please rejoin us on Monday from uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. This is Mark Romaldi on behalf of Brad Bannon signing off. Have a wonderful weekend.